0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Founders 365. With me, Stephen Hadfield. Today, I'm joined by Michael Tobin, and I have to say it, OBE. Congratulations on that. How are you today, Michael? All good. Very good. Thank you very much. How are you, Stephen? I'm very good. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I don't think I've had someone that has probably won so many awards, and (laughs) just done so much cool stuff
1: as well. So, I I appreciate your time. I'm lucky to be surrounded by good people. That's all.
0: Oh, that's almost a gem already. It's like getting into the whole network side of things, but it's good. Uh, first and foremost, for people that don't know you, can you just fill us in in terms of who you are and what you did
1: or what you did? So, yeah, sure. I mean, I I, um, I took a, a data center business that was basically bankrupt back in 2002 called Redbus, um, consolidated it with another one called Telecity, um, and we sold it in 2015 for about $3 billion. Um, and since then, I've I've been working with private equity to buy and sell businesses around the world, um, predominantly in data centers, but also you know broad, broad, uh, broad range of technology, including um, I chair Audio Boom, a listed company at the moment, which is um, the largest podcasting platform in Europe. Um, I chair Big Blue Broadband, which is um, high speed broadband via satellite. Um, which is also listed, and a few other bits and bobs. Um, Ultraleap in in Bristol, which is an amazing business that creates the sensation of touch in midair using sound. Wait a minute, how what who you, what? Yeah, how? I yeah, I know it's amazing, it's amazing. Um, but yeah, so so um yeah, very involved in um lots of different businesses now that are um in various stages of their evolution, and um yeah. I enjoy I enjoy sitting here at home in my British Airways pajamas, um, you know, doing 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 Facetimes and and you know Zoom chats with people.
0: Are you wearing the BA slippers though?
1: uh No, I'm barefoot. The oh, so there, there we go. There Just I, I am wearing the bottoms of the pajamas as well they're Just just
0: good I mean, good. I mean that's yeah, the classic don't Zoom.
1: Wear, don't have any you, isn't it? On, uh,
0: on like, Zoom yeah. business on the top and then just either nothing or full on PJs. <laughs> That's the thing. Um, Michael, yeah, you know, your, your career is, I mean, the only word for it is impressive. You, you've done, like, like I said, you've done some really amazing things. But throughout that whole time of growing these businesses, selling these businesses, getting involved in amazing sort of projects and, you know, we didn't even touch upon or you didn't touch upon the fact, you know, you've raised a lot of money for charity, 40 marathons in 40 days. I mean, I, I think that's, just madness personally but we will get on to that more in detail but throughout all of this what is it that gets you excited about businesses what is it when you look at a business and you see like back at, back when you first started red bus like or it's first joined red bus like you said it was near bankruptcy and you thought i can turn that around i can make that something different what is well, it
1: that you did? Yeah, it's funny because um, you know I I probably have a little bit more thought when I when I approach businesses now. But that particular one, I just didn't do my due diligence properly. <laughs> I, I, I would never have actually joined it had I realised how bad the situation was. Oh, wow. I was I was um, sort of hoodwinked into into doing it, and before I knew it, I was there and I was being was I was being sort of um, made responsible as a scapegoat for the for the disaster. And I, I had to turn it around, otherwise my reputation would have gone down as mm-hmm. well um but but i think i think now you know i look for things that are um you know so, so there's a number of it's very rare that a business exists that that is a bad business because it just won't exist right so yeah so there are things around it maybe it's it's not well run maybe there are people that could be better in it maybe there's a cash constraint you know there are many reasons why a business doesn't necessarily do well but it's very rare that you go to a business and say, Oh, this is a business that's been running for two years, but actually it's a it's just bad, it's it's not a good business, right? Mm-hmm. So there's something something in it that needs to be changed or evolved or developed or something. And I, and I think that's the that's the um that's the key, is trying to trying to find that. And what I do like, what I do like is is the um, you know, if there are really good people that don't have Experience in dealing with something like so, for example, maybe, you know, maybe it's cash flow, and you you know you come there and say, actually, guys, you know, you, you, growing the business here is not the deal and end all. If you keep growing at 100% per annum, and you keep having to you know, pull in more products and all that sort of stuff, your customers getting bigger, and they're going to ask for longer payment terms, and, and suddenly you find yourself strapped for cash. And then the next thing you do, if you're really lucky, you then go out and get cash, but actually you give away all your equity. So then you're super, you know, the end of this great business, super successful, but as founders, you know, you've got five percent, and yeah. you've taken all the pain and the, and the hassle, and someone else has come in and, and given you your your value. You know, so, 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 the, I think I think there's a lot of lessons throughout the life of a of a, of a business that you know, that, that you can, the experience of, of learning those, you can impart to people um, that, are, that are going through those journeys. The journeys don't change, right? Mm-hmm. The journeys are the same that, you know, whether it's a sort of a nuts and bolts um, or a coffee company, it doesn't matter, it's, it's a, the, the same issues exist, you know, getting, you know, marketing, getting getting the brand right, getting the people right, you know, cash flow. all those things are always the same problems. It doesn't matter what the business is and and helping people um you know sort of on that journey of learning is, is is a is a rewarding thing in itself but if you can tap into you know getting some value out of it personally financially then yeah happy days it's a win-win yeah absolutely
0: <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that because i always say the same i always say every single business owner goes through that same cycle of issues and businesses go through the same cycle of issues you mentioned earlier about how you know if there, if there, if it was a bad business, it just wouldn't exist. Yeah. But what about those businesses that are almost, or those business owners that can't see the problems? How how do we deal with them? How do we go in and allow them to see the problems, or is it just a case of almost just let, letting them go through the catalyst of explosion? Yeah,
1: I, I guess I guess it's quite interesting. Um, sorry about that. So so I think um, I think I think that one thing is that that you know everybody has something to learn mm-hmm. okay? and 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 so when we go into a business environment we should be expecting to have a situation that doesn't necessarily pan out the way we want it to and and, and that's the great moment is sort of ha huh, do i get depressed do i get upset do i get panicked or do i think this is a great learning process right now when you're younger and you have less responsibilities and less liabilities um, such as families and mortgages and everything else you can you can learn a lot more mm-hmm. uh, with with less impact to your life and on to the people around you um, as you get older you know you better have learned those lessons otherwise you're you're going to be in trouble right so so you know i think i think that there's a there's a moment where young entrepreneurs have all the opportunity in the world, just to get things wrong. Yeah, and I, and I find we rarely learn stuff when we get it right. We learn stuff when we get it wrong. Always. Um. So, so in in with my kids, I I say you know you, there's either success or there's learning. Mm-hmm. Right. There's no success and failure. Yeah. Uh, it's not a mistake. You just learn how not to do it. Exactly.
0: And one of my mentors always says, "There's no fa- f- there is no f- failure, only feedback."
1: yeah absolutely and, and i'm a great believer in you know in the concept of just um taking every every sort of negative as a positive because mm-hmm. you've learned what doesn't work and exactly. you know i think this is one of the issues in, in in the uk that we have that's probably wrong relative to the us and i think if someone goes bankrupt in the uk he's a pariah Mm-hmm. right you know immediately people say oh my god he's gone bankrupt that's terrible whereas in the u.s if someone goes bankrupt and open up you know, look at trump right he's gone bankrupt <laughs> many times. Four be, times or something yeah so 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 if you go bankrupt in the u.s people go "Ha, huh, that's i'm he's a better investable product now mm-hmm. because he's, he's he's kind of de-risked one of those elements yeah you know say you went bankrupt because of cash flow well you know he won't do that again and and there's a very interesting difference between the way that people see failure in the US as a stepping stone to success yeah and and how we see it in 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 Europe mainly in the UK where people see it as a kind of a, a brand of of, of of kind of negativity
0: yeah i mean with that with that in mind i also am, i'm a firm believer that the US in terms of mindset and personal development professional development they're probably 5 10 years ahead of the UK
1: yeah.
0: you know in terms of the conversations when you speak to someone in the U S exactly like that, they, they always are trying to learn. They're always trying to look for that best situation. Some of the conversations I have with people in the UK, and this is quite a generalized statement, but it is very much focused on the things that can go wrong. It's the, what the big what ifs.
1: Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's it. That's exactly it. And, and you know, it's, it's kind of, uh, you know, again, when, when you're, when you're looking at, um, you know, Sort of private equity or, or venture capitalists in the US as well. They'll take much, much greater risks, um, and and know that you know at some point it all it all come it all works out, sort of thing. Yeah. right? yeah. You know, you know, will you'll, you'll you will absolutely have some mistakes and some problems, but but generally everything works out.
0: Exactly. For you, when you're looking at businesses and you're looking at the potential, what are some of the key factors that you look into now? from your years of experience of growing and and maximizing on their on the
1: potentials i think i think you know surrounding yourself with great people i mean wh- where, wherever i've been you know you, you quickly find people that are that you you believe are, are capable of doing a fantastic job and are not mm-hmm. capable of doing it and then the ones that are not capable of doing a fantastic job is not to say you get rid of them Instantly, but maybe they they don't have the tools, or they don't, or they or they're just in the wrong space, right? And you know, I, I whenever I recruit someone, I always go for attitude first. I don't care what I don't care what their their their, their CV says to an extent. I mean, you know, it's it's kind of I'm not going to pick someone that's done the job that I want them to do before because why are they leaving the job they're doing if if sure. if they're going to come and do it again and be happy, right? So um you know it i'm i'm looking for an attitude i'm looking for someone that that if i ask a couple of odd questions in a in an interview and go like they'll go yeah okay as opposed to <laughs> that's you know it, i i want that sort of positive attitude and then and then skill sets you can train right mm-hmm. um you know you can never train attitude easily um you know you can over a lifetime but not not in a in a in a in a job from yeah. a from nine to five you know, seven five days a week. So um I'd rather have the right attitude with someone. So finding people not necessarily with the with the with the best skill set portfolio, but the best as um sort of attitude portfolio um is 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 really important. And then the second thing is um allowing allowing people to have that sort of f- fearlessness of, of saying, well I'm gonna try things. You know, so today we live in a world where You know it it, throughout history everything has been about how do i do that easier cheaper Mm -hmm. um, less less painfully more efficiently and 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 now it's become how do i not need to do that again right so so how do i completely change the 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 landscape that this becomes irrelevant you know and you know we, we go back to sort of kodak being kind of the biggest photography company and then and then disappearing you know uber is a is, a, is now a a verb as well as a noun right we, <laughs> like, it's being ubered because we say you know it's just being transformed or it's being made redundant and i and i think that yeah, you know, that that the attitude that you need in people is is great, more important than their ability to do something because something may not need to be done tomorrow
0: yeah right?
1: so true. but the attitude of, of knowing what that might be and, and knowing that that, that 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 is a risk i think that is super important so having mm-hmm. a team grabbing a team that that sort of is aware of that and i and i don't mind companies that that kind of try to reinvent themselves regularly um you know at some point you've got a you've got to return value to to stakeholders but but <laughs> You know, you. I don't mind a, a few reinventions,
0: unless on, they're on their tenth cycle within six months. Then you'll probably be sitting them down, going, "Guys, what's going on?" Well,
1: if they're saying, "I want ten million to reinvent myself six times in six months," <laughs> then then that's probably the wrong thing. But um, I
0: mean, I'd be impressed if you got it to that tenth meeting in the first place, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> but the the attitude side is really interesting because I think there's a lot of people now, a lot of founders that often forget that that adaptability side of the attitude because. They get so hung up on what they want to achieve in the next 24 months rather than actually what can we do really well for the next six to 12
1: months yeah yeah i think i think that's right and and, and um you know there there always has to be a balance right i mean mm-hmm. you can't as i mentioned you, you can't permanently be reinventing yourself you've got to get returns yeah you've got to get create value um so i i always i always try to sort of my first book was called forget strategy get results which love is that title a bit, a bit sort of tongue-in-cheek in a way but but the point being that but strat- strategy is too prescriptive right mm-hmm. like, you, you don't want to tell people every step of the way what to do you want to kind of say what do you want to be famous for you know what, what, yeah. what do you put out there is like in 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 x amount of time i want to be known as the best company to do this right and then work back from there you know what what will that take what will that take what will that take and then you get back to a point where you're in the nuts and bolts of of operation Mm -hmm. but if you start from where you are um very you know the 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 prescriptive nature of having too much strategy in a world that is constantly changing you know it's like it's like having a a a yacht right and and your objective your vision would be to, to to sail to calais and have lunch in a french restaurant right and and in the morning you you wake up in dover and the wind is blowing a hundred percent opposite direction it Mm -hmm. is right against you well a proper sailor wouldn't say oh that's it then you know my my plan of lunch in 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 (laughs) calais is off he'll say well i'll leave a bit earlier yeah and i'm I'm gonna have to tack a lot more you know because i'm gonna need to go backwards Mm -hmm. rather than straight but i'm still my vision hasn't changed my my tactics are and tack is an interesting word of tactics right so yeah. um but but you know my my tactics of how do I achieve that have changed um but my vision is the same, and I'm still gonna have lunch in 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 Calais. Exactly. so it's that kind of it's 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 replacing the strategy with a vision it's saying you know I know that stuff is gonna you know um i think it was uh, Mike tyson that said you know the that the plan and, and when he when he fought someone he had a plan of the fight But you know that all went out the window with the first half on the <laughs> and and john paul sartre says you know in football everything is complicated by the presence of the opposite team you know and, and this is brilliant right because what it says is you can have the best plan ever right but shit happens yeah exactly and 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 then you know that's that's what you have to deal with and and the difference is very often between great companies and good companies or average companies are that they just deal with stuff, mm. unexpected stuff. They deal with that better. And that's a mindset.
0: Yeah. yeah. A lot you, of people fear that, don't they? They fear the unexpected.
1: Yeah, or they fear things not going to plan because they go, mm. oh, my God, you know, if I don't go, if my plan isn't working, I don't have another one. But that's okay. Even if you don't have another plan, it's because what you're doing is tough. Yeah. Right? And that in itself is brilliant because what that means is there's not many people doing it. When I when I was sixteen I got I, I did an apprenticeship. I didn't go to university or anything else and, and um and back in back in the day there was no email, there was no there was no mobile phones or anything. And and I and I remember sitting on a on a bench in um, in Bond Street tube station waiting for a tube at the age of sixteen and, and I had a letter and I and I was desperately, you know, sort of I was kinda of half not wanting to open it, but I knew what it was. It was it was the letter to tell me whether I'd got my apprenticeship or not. And there was an old, very old man sitting next to me, um, probably in his seventies or eighties. Clearly, you know, probably left us by now, but um, I didn't know him. And and I and opened this letter up, and, and it actually told me that I, congratulations, you, you've been awarded this apprenticeship at um, Rockwell Automation. And uh, the guy next to me, this old man, he he probably didn't know what I was reading, but he could see the kind of my face light up, and he was excited. And and he and he turned to me and he he said, son. He said, always go the extra mile because there's less traffic there. Right? And this thing has stayed with me forever because every time you get a a problem in life, every time there's a there's an obstacle, Mm -hmm. right? Getting over that obstacle is amazing because it means that everyone else hasn't. Right? And and your ability to differentiate yourself is is only possible through your ability to get over obstacles yeah. so when you when you when you arrive at a, at a problem when you arrive at an obstacle these are the defining moments to differentiate you to your competition mm. right so if you don't have any problems you don't have any opportunities to define yourself against your competition right so 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 in in business i've always looked at, at challenges mishaps you know issues as things that, 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 that set me apart yeah. from everyone else trying to be me. Mm-hmm.
0: And no one else can be you like they eh? No mm-hmm. one
1: else can be me. No one else can right. do the business that, that I'm doing um, unless I allow them to. And I allow them to by not addressing the obstacles, yeah. sitting, sitting behind the obstacle always.
0: But that, that also shows how much you take such responsibility for your own success.
1: Yes, but um, you take responsibility for your own success because you are the person that can deal with it, right? You can make it or not make it. But you also can take responsibility for surrounding yourself by, with amazing people mm-hmm. and give them the credit of doing everything, right? So, yeah. you know, it's, it's kind of, um, you are responsible for everything in your life, right? And mm-hmm. no one can make you unhappy, no one can make you you know you made me do that you you made me feel like that how ridiculous right because only you can do that however you you are influenced by things on the outside and you know you you are able to put yourself in a position where the influence of the outside is less than the influence that you're creating Mm -hmm. and that's what you should always try to achieve right and yeah
0: and it's about working on those filters of what yeah, that means for you. Absolutely. You know, everyone has different filters. Yeah. Uh, I really want to have a. I really want to put a question. You just put out there back on yourself that, in terms of <laughs> what do you want to be famous for? I mean, you've done a lot and you're well known, but what do you want to yeah, be famous for?
1: Uh, well, you know, I I, I I grew up in a very um, troubled childhood, and my dad was a, was in prison when I was born. He was a he was a gangster. He wasn't very nice to my mother and and I, and I guess that over my time i wasn't a very good um person in relationships for a long time my, my my first marriage didn't work and that was entirely my fault and um and i had to get to grips with myself to sort of say well you know you you because you weren't loved or because you didn't have something has affected your upbringing now what do you do about it at that point right and i didn't i didn't have the um the luxury of sort of therapy or anything else but but i was able to you know come to come to terms with a lot of a lot of my my failures or, or my faults if you mm-hmm. like and say well you know how have they positively cha- you know changed me as well so 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 when 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 you sort of coming back to the to the question is like, what do i want to be famous for well you know i want i want pe- i want my, my 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 wife and my children to be proud of me yeah your start right and um, and pride in not just simply being successful but being a good person
0: mm-hmm. and,
1: and I, I want to be um, I, I want to give back right so so the luck that I've had in life has been ridiculous so as I mentioned I did I didn't have I didn't even get have a levels I didn't go to university and you know and, and there are immensely bright people immensely talented people that never have an opportunity and i basically said yes to every opportunity that's come to me, basically. I right? just, just yeah. said yes. And, and I found that, um, you know, I, I found that by saying yes to things, you get opportunities and, and you, you flourish through opportunities. But I, but I also know that I've been ridiculously lucky, ridiculously fortunate. Um, and so, so I want to sort of give back in, in life. I do a lot of charity work. Um, you mentioned my 40 marathons of 40 days, but this year, um, in January, I, I, I trekked to the South Pole um, and for for children with brain tumours, and we raised um, over half a million pounds for children. That explains brain... the uh, LinkedIn profile picture. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> um, so, so the most brutal thing I've ever done—much harder than running forty marathons for forty days. Today, but, um, but the, um, but, but you know, I, I, I feel guilty about the luck that I've had in life. That, that is a. I, I feel I'm, I'm,
0: super, I'm really surprised who you, um you consider it luck though?
1: Well you know there are many as I say there are so many people I mean just the very fact that we're born in the western world to um, in, in a place where we're not on the streets mm-hmm. and you know already you're in the top one percent of of the population Sure. And, and up to that point everything's luck you had no concept of, of any contribution to that at all. Right. So, you know, so, so, so if you're already in the, in the top 1% of potential, then, you know, you're 99% lucky already. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then, and, you know, then, then we're just talking about kind of tiny differences,
0: tiny coincidences. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, so, so I think, you know, we, we're all very lucky with we're, we're, the fact that we're, we're able to have this conversation and the fact that people are watching. Yeah. Um, they're all lucky very true
0: very true right. let's talk about south pole let's talk about the marathons for you when you put yourself through i mean it's not a nice thing to run 40 miles. i cannot imagine what uh, your, your feet would look like, like at the end of 40 days and uh it's just your feet you know you'd be amazed how chafing affects all sorts of places <laughs> you just, your nipples were just non-existent anymore <laughs> um but what make you know when you're going through that those systems when you're going through pushing your body to those limits. What is it that gets you through that wall? I don't know if you've ever seen that, uh, the film with Simon Pegg, Run Fat Boy Run, when yeah. he's he's doing it and then that, the brick wall comes up and he starts pushing himself through. I, I love that part of the film because it's a great analogy for so yeah. many things in life. Yeah, it is. When that brick wall comes up for you during these endur- endurance um, events, you know, trekking to the South Pole, it's not something you just do on a Saturday evening and what is it that gets you through that what is it that gets you to complete it because the difference is so many people have attempted things but you've completed things
1: so so i think um first of all your mind is an unbelievably powerful thing and your body it just does what your mind tells it to do and your body is surprisingly strong mm-hmm. um you know when you go when you look back in history of all the chat you know the the, the, the terrible um events of life when when people were put through horrible things that bodies what these really are resilient right and they they survive incredible things and it's usually our mind just goes nah, I, don't, I don't want to feel that pain nah, i don't you know that's not yeah, you know, it's too much well but pain just, in
0: itself is just your it's just your is your mind
1: saying okay i don't like this it's yeah. probably fending whatever you know you get it's something going into your finger it's like ouch i pull mm-hmm. my finger it's a self-defense mechanism right? yeah but but but, but 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 you can get through it you get you can absorb pain you can deal with pain you can ignore pain um, and and there were three days actually that um, that, that in, in the marathons which which show that it's your it's your kind of it's your mind that decides what you can and can't do not your body um, the first one so you know, I've done a few, mar- I've done many marathons in my life, but never done consecutive marathons. So I never, <laughs> never realized what, you know, my, my, bo- my body was going to feel like. And I was doing that yeah. from past three in the morning to half past eight in the morning. And then I was, I was doing a keynote speech to people that were sponsoring me on that day. And then I was getting on with my day job, right? So I'd come home, I'd have an ice bath, um, and then have, um, a, a breakfast. And then I'd do my job. Amazing. Right. And I'll be, I'll be in bed at nine o'clock and then up at three o'clock in the morning and start again. So, um, you know if anyone says they don't have time you know to do something don't 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 buy it um but 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 the first time was was day was day 21 and i remember um you, psychologically you kind of gear yourself up to you know you get to halfway and then it's downhill from there so day 20 was my halfway point mm-hmm. and I, was, I was getting used to it by then but day 21 i expected to wake up with a kind of a new motivation of saying i'm on the downhill run now. Yeah. You know, so and see you know, the finish line, yeah. And my, um, and my brain completely overro- overrode that concept and said, You've got to do all that again. <laughs> so instead of me thinking I'm on the downhill stretch, yeah. my brain was saying, Oh my god, everything you've just done, you just got to do it all again.
0: Your brain had a different story to tell, yeah. You yeah.
1: And and it, and, it, and and this, you know, the, like the good fairy and the bad, whatever it is, you know, so, so, so. and and so you know. The, it, my mind was completely tricking my body in a way that I didn't even accept my mind was, was allowed, to do, allowed to do, right? So, so it was sort of, um, it was putting me into this negative approach and I needed a positive approach. And I struggled to get out. I really struggled to get out on day 21. I, I, I literally had to just, you know, walk out the door, shut the door behind me and stand there and like, oh God. And, and you start with one step in front of the other. Yeah. You know, And yeah, you know, a marathon is 20, you know, 26 miles, you know, 42 kilometers or it's 42,000 meters. And if you think about, you know, roughly a step being a meter, it's yeah. 42,000 steps one after the other, right? And then you're done and then you can go and have it again, right? So, so the point is you've got to get over that mental state your, and, and your negativity, your mental negative negativity is your biggest barrier to, to, to stopping you doing anything in life totally anything in life if you start with a oh that's too big or or i can't do that well you're probably right Mm. but But if you start with you know i can do it you're also
0: probably right so one of my one of my final questions is when you get that negative thought so when that sort of devil pops up on your shoulder and starts whispering in your ear how do you now combat that because when you're in a when you're with the marathon you know you've got a really clearly defined goal, you've got yeah. some of the purpose, people are reliant on you, you're raising a lot of money. but what about in a day to day situation when that crops up
1: well it is it is important because the you know the fundamentals are very different and um when i used to i used to sleep um for ten years, I slept in the streets um every year for for homeless people and um i used to get uh ceos of top companies to, to to do that with me and we'd raise a lot of money we'd raise a quarter of a million pounds every year for homeless homeless people and one of them was the um was the ceo of itn actually and um and he said to me once he said oh my god i'm so glad i did this because now i really know what it's like to be homeless and it, it makes me more empathetic towards it and i said well you kind of do but you don't right because yeah you know that one of the big issues of being homeless is you don't have an end mm-hmm. you were doing this for a night yeah you, you this evening you're still going back to your house well this um, evening you sleep in the street and in the morning you you go back yeah, to your exactly. house. and so so you but you can deal with it because it's a finite period of time yeah and and you know it's kind of it's it's almost that endless battle that that is the biggest issue it's the not not having the way out right so I find every time I have a problem that is, on day one, a really big problem. You, can, you first of all you have to project yourself into how does the world look when I've dealt with this, mm-hmm. right? And and you start there, and your mental attitude is completely different. And you go back from there, and and you say, okay, first of all, you know, success is never permanent. Failure is never fatal, rarely fatal, right? And and so so you know even the worst scenario here that you you fail is a learning process. So so we start with that, and that the next day after failure, you can get up and go and do something else. Mm-hmm. So once you get that sort of fear out the way, right? Then then you start to look at the the possibilities, and you say, well, okay, how do I deal with this? How do I deal with that? So I think it's it's important to kind of. I think it's important to, to be able to learn, and, mm-hmm. and when you're younger, um, and you have less responsibilities in life, and you don't have a family, you don't have a mortgage, you can fail as often as you like with very yeah. little consequence, right? And so do it. So, yeah, my God, the amount of people that don't take risks when they're young, oh, massively. You know, and and you know your ability to take risks as you get older, just simply because you're building your life and you're building your your family and everything else, they decline right so you've got to move quickly in life right you've yeah. got to take risks you've got to be able to f- be comfortable in failure on the basis that you're not calling it failure you're calling it learning right and and, and get out there and say the consequences of me learning are zero negative consequences Yeah, great right so, so get, getting out there as young people as, as young adults and trying stuff and learning what, what doesn't work and what does work Is super important before you load yourself up with responsibilities where where you need to get it right more often than you to get it wrong yeah so i so i think i think you know dealing with dealing with failure is 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 something you need to get on board with as early in life as possible 100 percent agree with that
0: i'm also going to obviously add something that is also never too late i think people get into that trap don't they. they They go. Oh, I'm. I'm. I'm too old. I've. I've got that family. I've got that that stable job. I've got this. And they fall into the trap of then not well,
1: ever wanting to take a risk. Do you know? Yeah, so there, there's an interesting point, right? It, it, so it, it's it's the quantum that that changes, right? Because you know, you people people end up not doing things in later life because they have responsibilities. Yeah. They don't want to jeopardize what they have. Mm-hmm. something that that might be what they could have, maybe and so so i think um but there are ways there are ways to 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 kind of take a middle road it, you know you don't have to have an all or nothing story here you know, yeah you don't, yeah I, it's I, not I, I'm it, everything right. to do that right so so but there are ways to to find a middle road and and i th- and i think that um you know we, as humans we often we are, we're often sort of we often look at things as a binary solution Mm -hmm. yes or no black or white but actually you know there are often middle roads of things and you can do slightly better or slightly different that doesn't bet bet the bank you know yeah um but but still takes you on a progressive path
0: well it's that the theory of one percent better every day
1: yeah you know just
0: do one percent that's going to move you towards your goals absolutely one percent adds up um which is, which is ideal michael listen i don't want to take any more of your time i've loved this conversation and i do feel like we could probably have this conversation for the next five hours <laughs> so um i feel like we're gonna to have to meet up or something at some point but yeah. on a final note how can people find out more about you how can people sort of read more into your story find out what you're up to and follow your
1: next ventures well um okay so i'm you know I, I do i do a lot of charity stuff so my my name comes up all over the place i have a, I have a website called michael tobin.online um which gives a little bit more insight into some of the stuff i do um but uh you know people focus on focus on your own um you know metaphorical website right and <laughs> and 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 be 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 fantastic in in your life because it's the only one you're gonna have and, and you know, Look for inspiration, but but turn it around quickly and and, and take it and and do something with it. Do something with it. That's it. Implementation. That's all it is. Yeah, yeah. Michael. Thank
0: you so much for that. Uh, Like I said, I've thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. I know others have as well.
1: Pleasure. Thanks, everyone, for listening and watching. This has been Founders 365.